0: What's up, Command This Family? It's Thursday. We live. You know you want to be here. We got the one and only AA coming up next. Stay tuned.
1: What's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of command this it's Thursday August 4th and we are live live and direct we'll get a couple people in the room uh, wait here for a second but before we do that let's introduce our guest good friend of the show you know him as number 13 on the field he's number one in our hearts we love him let's go and bring on the man the myth the legend double a Anthony Armstrong what's (laughs) poppin (laughs)
2: <laughs> What's going on fellas? Oh, I'm going to take these this, shades man. off, but they it does look fresh. Yeah, uh, I like that got the mindset working too. This yeah, is in yeah. my little corner. How you like my setup? How you like my setup?
0: It's look, good. It's look good. At that. That. Look at this this, this got man's got he's got the picture of himself back there and the old burgundy right, and gold. Right, right, he's got right. the new burgundy and gold right there. And this this yeah. is a man. This this is a man who he knows how to get himself looking professional for y'all.
2: You got to be you got to put it all together. Um and I'm glad I got a little corner in the office that I can't take these shades off cuz we're going to get serious. Yeah, what, what is, up Jimmy, welcome Jimmy welcome Lee? Show. Marcus Jimmy Marcus Edlin, welcome, welcome fellas. You picked it's a good one tonight. Marley. We are
1: live with with former Washington Redskins wide receiver Anthony Armstrong, just
2: coming from from boot camp,
1: getting your uh, sweat on.
2: Yeah, you know I had a had a, my, my little camp gladiator uh goes down at 6:30 right. Central, so um had had to get that work in for them i ran i ran two miles uh pre-camp i was i was waiting on somebody to show up so i could cut that sucker short and they decided to show up about 20 minutes uh till till we started so i was like dang guess i'm gonna keep going so it had was fun though it.
1: had to do it
2: gotta um, get that endurance going
1: this is your, I want to say this is your third time on the show with us. And we had you on for our 100th episode, our, our, our century episode back in uh, early December, I think it was. So yeah. to have you back on, man, is, is, is just a treat. And um, football's
3: back. It's game on tonight. Isn't that crazy? It just creeps yes, up it on is. you. Yeah, it's a good game uh, for the Raiders, at least right now.
2: It just shows up out of nowhere. I was very excited about the, the, uh, the Hall of Fame game. Didn't get the haven't got to see any of it. Obviously, I was doing camp. Yeah. Um, but I'll catch some highlights. I'll catch some highlights.
1: I mean, as, as you prepare for a season, uh, th- it, as fans, clearly this crept up on us, but as a player, is it not as slow? Is it like, you know, it's coming. It's, it, or it's just like, Oh damn, it's, it's here already, you know, man,
2: it it's, it's slow going, um, you know, through the off season it's cause there's really, you know, there's not only oh, so much you can do. Uh, then you get that break in, in July, And, you know, after the break, like training camp's going to start. So then that excitement picks back up. And then you you hit those dog days, the groundhog days of training camp. That's coming up soon, like day 10 uh you know when the fans aren't there anymore that's when you really start just disliking your teammates a little bit and you can't wait to hit somebody else so the teams that are in the you know the jaguars the raiders those guys are the first ones to get to go go up against somebody else i'm sure they're happy for it cuz now after that you get to focus on one opponent at a time and the season flies by that's right that's right and
1: you're you're a podcaster now, just like us. Yeah. Talk this about, talk this about your uh
2: your new podcast or, or co hosting podcast, uh, in Commanders. Yeah, Believe in Commanders, uh, the Believe Network. They had actually sent me an email. And I had been going around like thinking, man, I want to do a podcast, and and then they approached me about um, hosting the one for the Commanders, or co-hosting with it with a guy named Brian Murphy. He's out of Atlanta. Um, he's a you know big Red, uh, Red Washington War. fan. He's a big <laughs> fan uh, for, for for many years. So it's it's really cool to connect with him um, and hear his standpoint and. And then uh, be able to get to talk talk ball, get to inter- invite people on. I'd love to have, you know, y'all could come on there. You know, everybody's welcome over there yeah. in, in our spot. So uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we usually do about a weekly show, um, making a little story time here and there. So we just taped one yesterday, released it this morning. So y'all check that one out.
1: That's the best. That's the best, man. Well, we're glad to have you on and, uh, you know, talking some some football, a little bit of football, mostly commanders, but, you know, get your take on some some other things uh, going on in the league hundred percent. Let's do it. Yeah. So training camp, we're at week two, um, second, second full week, almost coming to a close and, uh, just to get your insight on some of these things. So the, Deron Payne. We'll start with Deron Payne. You know, he's been you know, on this contract year, um, dispute. We don't know what's going on with him really. And th- they gave him a vet day yesterday. Um, what is that about in in training camp? Is it just a? I know we see it during the season where vets get vet's day and they don't got to dress out. They'll do walkthroughs, but what? So a training camp vet day, what, what does that entail, and 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 who gets
2: that? Well, um, vet days are is very similar to in the season, and different coaches will will address it different ways. But usually, you have to be in for you know three four years, right? Usually older guys, and it it ends up being a way to one kind of have a little bit of maintenance and make sure you don't run guys into the ground um so being able to say hey old guys you get the day off coming up so they they know generally you know that they're gonna work right they're gonna work they're gonna work and push themselves and then they get their day off take care of their bodies and they can come back and be refreshed Um, but then also on the flip side it's an opportunity to get those young guys more reps Um, so the, the young guys had to be able to step in and do do your job, act like you're a starter, and embrace those periods because that's going to be you know some points for coaches to get to see you in situations that you're not normally in. You know, Fidarius right. Mathis is going to get a lot get a lot more reps that you know with pain taking that vet day. Um, and it, 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 you don't see every coach do it. Uh, I, I don't think uh, Shanahan did it when I when I was there. At least I wasn't eligible for any vet days at that point. Um, and I, hell, I didn't want any vet days just cause I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my last day. Um, but no vet days are, they're good. They're strategic. It's just to give your guys a chance to rest. Um, because you know, once, once it gets live, I mean, once this, once we get rolling along, there's no, there's not going to be many breaks. It's just going to be get, get back uh, as close to hundred percent as possible and show up on Sundays and, and then rinse and repeat every week. Right.
1: It, it, cause you got those guys trying to make a, na- a name for themselves. I guess at, at some point that could be opportunity. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, get, that, get that opportunity to, to, to show in and show out. I, I imagine it will be that way for, for game one in, in the preseason. You know, now that they're down to three games, you know, traditionally it was what? First game, you don't get to play much. Second game, quarter, third game, half, fourth game, everyone yeah. else.
3: Every give or take. How do you think they're going to approach well, it with three? Does, is the Hall of Fame game counting as the third game for Las Vegas and Jacksonville, or is that yeah. a fourth game for them?
0: I think it's no, three for everybody.
2: Yeah. So then, so are they going to have like, two, like two weeks off, two extra weeks off or something? Or Right. I mean, I, I generally, there's, week, we, there's now one team be usually, two teams usually have one more week extra long longer,
0: There's now going to be a week between the last preseason game. Oh, I'm out. Week. Jacksonville
1: gets four. Yeah, so, yeah, so I saying usually three two more, teams So, get so extra, this one must not count game. at all. Let me right. let me see yeah. the Raiders real quick. I I didn't know that, but
0: everyone else gets to that's be, a change. Yeah. It, used, it, to it used to be that everybody gets four Raiders, and one Raiders get five. But then yeah. for a couple years, it was just everybody got four, and this was just the first of the preseason week, first week one of preseason. So it's like they've gone back a little bit to that whole you get an extra preseason game if you're in the Hall of Fame game.
2: Yeah, know? the Hall of Fame game is, is just an extra game, right? You, you, so those teams, you get to go up against somebody a little bit sooner. Everybody else has to wait another week. Um, yeah. So it, it ends up being an extra ball game. Uh, I, I, I don't see it being much of a change uh, in how teams are going to treat it because you think about it, that fourth preseason game, you weren't playing your your good guys anyways. You aren't playing your starters. So it, it's j- less opportunities to see some of those young guys. Um, and I, I think it puts more value on the preseason reps. Um, but I don't think you're going to change it that much. I mean, people know, you know, if you don't know, like, who's on your team, once you get, like, to that third game, then shoot, man, he may be in a little <laughs> bit of trouble. But I, right. I, there's not really – there's not usually going to be a guy that shows up in that fourth game that – like really puts them, you know, on the map. You know, they, they, they've really made their decisions, I feel. Um, there may be a guy or two where they're like, okay, let's keep this guy on practice squad. Maybe we try to keep him, all, you know, as player 52, 53, rather than thinking this guy's playing for a starting position or something like that, right. you know what I mean? But, like, for starters, I
1: think that might make the first game a little more important. Unless they just go all in on two and three. Or or the third one's, I mean, really, it's the second game is going to be the big one, I guess, right? Yeah, well, you can
2: still treat that third one as... Give them a quarter. As as the No, you can still treat that third one as, like, the most, you know, live one. So, like, you get to kind of ramp up. You get, like you said, a quarter in the first game. You're not going to get that many. You probably see some guys get a series, right? You won't see much... Uh, You probably won't see much uh, Carson and Terry and all those guys. You probably see a lot more Jahan Uh, probably, you know, I bet Brian Robinson was going to get some good work uh, to make sure he, he just gets to see as many live reps as possible. I mean, they need that guy to, to really understand how to pick up blitzes. And unfortunately he's not going to see anything exotic, uh, in the preseason, but he needs to have live reps against somebody else, so he doesn't know their tendency, so he can just work on some technique. So, yeah, um, I think I think you you, you let your vets get a little bit of movement, get them out of the game as fast as possible. Let those you know the, the rookies and those guys that need to get those reps, let those guys run in that first game, and then as as they get to that third game, you'll see about three quarters uh, of the of the good on good. I, I last year I took my family to the Ravens. Uh, Washington football
1: team at the time game and uh JK dobbins tours ACL right in front of us I was like oh, first quarter
3: so what you're telling me is you hate
1: bad to look? see it hate to see it hate to see it But <laughs> see, you stay <laughs> I, at the I house
3: he was bad look. yeah. <laughs> You stay home, my family to. The one whatever the opposite my... of a rabbit's foot is, what Steve's <laughs> is. That's Steve's foot. It
2: it's either fun. that you don't go or don't take the family. I mean, I we know. were there for only a half too, but hey, he was glad for the whole year, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh what yeah, guy. yeah, that was that tough year for the for the Ravens. They had a whole bunch. Everybody was getting hurt. I mean, were it was you like
3: where you're anywhere near Curtis Samuel's hamstring. By the way,
2: soft tissue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now those hamstrings don't play, man. Yeah, I'm g- I'm glad they're taking their time with them, because I know like personally, I, I pulled my hamstring 2010 and 2011, at, at like right around week four, and yeah, you know, I didn't think much about like load management and all that, but like looking back at it now, I'd be like, man. Sure could have used a vet day or something in there. Sure could have used a little bit of time. Like, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's why those guys are wearing the, they look like the little sports bras, the little like bralette things. It's got those GPS trackers in the back. So they're able to see like, hey, Curtis is getting, like they're tracking how many yards, how much ground does he cover? You know, so they can say, all right, you're doing too much. Now we want to pull you out. Um, you know, you can track and see how guys are progressing, what they're doing uh, and, and manage their manage the load that they're going to you know, bear in training camp. with nothing, nothing really counts. Um, so they can they can kind of slowly progress those guys in and, and be more on top of it. It's just all data. You had a,
1: a, a bum hammy in 2010 and you still ripped off almost a 900 yard season <laughs> that year. Let's just, yeah. let's, just, let's just not lose sight of that.
3: Man, I pulled my hand while packing groceries one time. I was off work for like three days.
2: D Hall tore his Achilles <laughs> making pizza at home. Man, man, you know, I, I wish I wouldn't have missed. I mean, I I would have loved to. I never got to play in St. Louis. That that's that. Those were literally the same game, same opponent. I missed both of those games. I was very upset with that. But I guess I could have had a thousand. I would have had a thousand yeah. yards. A time. I sure as hell would have. Rex Rex slung it, man. Yeah, man. And, and that inside was a fast track, too. I was like, oh, this is the place. The sure show would be nice. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to suit up those games, man.
0: Yeah, I can could, I could say this that I once actually got to be on the field at a, at a what's, what's the name of that, uh, the state of the dome, in the TWA dome, Edward Jones dome, whatever they called it out there in St. Louis. That, For some reason, that turf was, like, super fast. Yeah. I I went out there and did a sprint. I was still in high school, so I was still, like, (laughs) in football shape, still as a lineman. I ran
3: track in the RCA. Man, that was rough. Got got to run across that, and I was like,
0: damn, I feel fast. But uh, you brought up this guy's name earlier, and I've been wanting to get your opinion on him because a lot of people during the draft went, what do we do? And now people are starting to feel – yeah, yeah. Steve was like, who's this guy? Yeah, But now people, a lot of people are starting to come around on this guy and really think he's going to be something special. Jahan Dotson, he's the same height as you when you played, similar weight, both of y'all had the speed game. Give me your thoughts on, on Jahan. I'm a Penn State guy, so I have a little bit of a bias. You got a, a little, little bit, bit of a bias. A little bit a bias, but, but tell me what you think.
2: I, I can say when the – when the, I, I was actually, I was doing camp that same Thursday. So I like rushed home. And when I got home, I turned on the TV. Washington was on the clock and then they traded. And I was like, oh, I, you know, so I was like, what, what's going on? Um, and then they picked, they picked Dotson and, you know, I, I was like, I got to look, go and look and see, see some tape on the kid. Uh, and I've, I've liked, I liked what I saw definitely makes great catches. You know, everybody you know raves about his catch radius. He's able to just, Contort his body, just you know, make all the catches, which which is going to help his quarterback out. Doesn't have to be so so accurate, uh, but I can touch on that later. But um, I was watching some of the videos on social media, him running routes. Dude is smooth, man. I mean, smooth, and it it, it gives me. Vibes thinking me thinking like you know Marvin Harrison Reggie Wayne like that duo uh, that the Colts had back in the day with Terry and him just great route runners Um, they're going to be where they're supposed to be that they're they're they'll beat you deep if you mess up though they can beat press Uh, and I'm very impressed with him I really am I think he's going to be one of the more productive rookies this year Uh, There's another guy out in Pittsburgh I think is going to have a pretty good season too the George Pickens but I, I really like what I'm seeing out of Jahan Dotson. I like that you don't hear anything from him he's just a bit he's all about his business he shows up he did like they they said hey man you scored a touchdown you can smile a little bit and he's like well' I'm, I'm, I'm cool and I, and I, I like to celebrate in the end zone so I know he's gonna probably have a little a little something whenever he gets in the end zone in a game but when you have practice he's just like okay there's you know i'm I'm here to catch passes I'm here to do my job and I, I like that about it and I think having Terry in the, in the receiver room as well, it, it probably, you know, makes him feel even more comfortable to handle himself that way. Cause Terry's about his business, you know, and, and just to have those two guys like that, they're going to be workmanlike they're going to push each other. Um, They're like, I feel like they're both, you know, they're almost like sponges where they're willing to you know learn and, and listen to each other and find ways to improve. And, and the ultimate goal is to get better. And it's a dangerous combination, man. It's gonna be a dangerous combination of players,
0: and plus, if you
2: get Curtis back out there too,
0: yeah, just watch out. I've I've said last uh, last time we were we were on a pod, we were at or DMV Sports Zone. I said that this is before we realized that Curtis was actually healthy. They're just getting his conditioning back. Um, I said that Curtis Samuel was a luxury at this point. You know, if he plays, that's even better, but. I felt comfortable with the fact that Dotson and Terry were going to be the number one and two, it looks like. Well, my my comp, but well, you see, my comp my comp for Dotson was prime Santana because similar size and could high point balls and get those get those 50-50 balls. You usually don't see a five eleven receiver make. coach says he's like it's- Steve Smith. And then then I've heard the Steve Smith comparison.
2: I mean, that's very similar to that's similar to Santana. They both 59200. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? Marcus for, has, um, uh, says says you were
1: one of the most underrated deep receiver ever played for Washington. Yeah, I appreciate it,
2: man. I appreciate it. I, I I didn't I I don't want to talk on myself much, but whenever I I saw that when Terry had uh had, had broken like the rookie Record for yards, or whatever I think that what it was, and then my name came up because they're like Anthony Armstrong was second. I was like, I was second, I had no clue, I didn't even know that I was like on that list for you know yards for a, a rookie receiver. I just figured because I was old, um, I re- really didn't apply for that. It was kind of like I had an asterisk next to my name, um, but no, I could, I mean, I could. The thing about when you talk about Steve Smith, um, he was a he played really big, but he was a very physical receiver, right? Like he was, he would, he will knock, he will knock you out. Like you saw him, he would go after linebackers and just like Pierre. Pierre was a, yeah, guy. just like Pierre. So whenever you compare Dotson to that, you, you wonder if he has that level, that type of physicality, that type of a chip to him. But to be a very explosive, undersized player, I can, I, I'll take that comparison. Um, But I I, I feel like it would be more of, kind of like I said, like a Reggie Wayne, uh, like a Marvin Harrison, just silent assassin um, and will just route you up and and don't even got to say nothing to you. Like, you're like, dang. And he just walks by and pat you on the butt. Like that type. That's the type of shit talking that he probably does. Like, I'm going to just pat you on the butt.
1: Uh, Marcus says uh Dotson reminds me of the cross between Deshaun Jackson and Steve Smith. Well, he ran at 4-4-3 at at the Combine. Uh uh Anthony, you were not a Combine guy, but did you have to did you have to do these tests in preparation for coming to the NFL? Like what was your 40 time coming into the, you know,
2: when you when you left West Texas? Uh so when I, the, I when I ran my my fastest 40s were 4-2, like 424. <sighs> um uh, yeah to like four two eight somewhere in there right so um i ran in, in odessa I had actually skipped a week came up and tried out for an arena two team ran a ran two four twos at that tryout um so i was just kind of going all over the place running four twos um and i remember i had like a three nine six and a little short shuttle at one point and mind you i didn't have any training i was just like I'm just gonna. This is how you want to do the drill? Okay, cool. Gotcha. Now, yeah, now I guess so. <laughs> Nowadays, though, you know, these kids like train on these things and they can, yeah. you know, really work on it. Um, but yeah, I was a four-two guy. Um, but I, I. That's why I kind of always felt like if I could get in front of the right person, I could. I could make something happen. Uh, but four-four-three. He says we had we had in the combine yeah, four4 four, the, the combine, yeah, yeah, four-four-three. That's you know, it's it's not like super top-end speed. But you don't have to be, you don't have to have top end speed to beat people deep. You know what I mean? Uh, as as good of a route runner as he is, I know that he'll be able to create separation um, and then find a way to get past DBs. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. For a me little
1: finesse and, and
2: technical route running. I think
1: yeah, Devs yeah. as he can still run a uh, what, what was it, Phil? Dev thinks he can still run, he run, a run four
0: six if you give him a month. Man, <laughs> tell you, bro. <laughs> I
3: still got to get-away-from-the-couch beef Yeah.
0: <laughs> the
2: man. I still got that. Man, I, put, I got myself thinking, you know, I'm like, maybe I'll do like Daryl Green and run a 40 on my 40th birthday. And I was like running at camp, and I was like, man, my hamstring over here is sore. Yeah. And I, I had like kind of tweaked it a little bit, and I was like, okay. So I would have to – I feel like I would say I could do a month. I would say give me two to three months. Of yeah. good, just consistent training, and not try to force it. Yeah. May not be a four two, but I do think I can get in that four three range.
3: That's no way. Look, man, I turned forty, and then my big thing was I'm going to dunk a basketball again, right? So, man, I, I, you know, I actually dunked it, right, two handed, right? And it wasn't a problem when I dunked it. But when I landed, man, my body sounded like a transformer. Bro, a <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was, I was icing knees like Patrick Ewing, man. I was like, oh my god, man, it was the worst feeling i ever had in my life man it humbled the crap out of me man and i never i've never played basketball again like when, not with my kid not my son or nothing he asked me to shoot i'm good 2k i'm on it all day but outside you gotta the driveway, know. over man
2: you gotta know when to just say i'm good
3: we got one of the speed things out here though i'm gonna take my girlfriend out there though she she's gonna take this l oh you're
2: gonna you gonna go run next to a radar
3: yeah, I'm great. I'm great, to tear up. I ran track in college. I was, I was all American one year.
2: Okay. Okay. There was,
3: right. was a little issue with eligibility and uh, somebody else taking some tests. Hey, uh, you know, allegedly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> allegedly. Sean <laughs> allegedly. I only got six games. So
2: you, you oh, Lord. I think really? the
3: coach is in a Mexican prison. Literally. <laughs> I'm not even lying about that. I think that at this point in life.
2: Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I mean, really, with, with I
1: don't uh, know. nothing. Right. Did they did they try to rope everyone in I, when you were playing with CBA and, and Players Union was that a big thing back then because it is now and it's like it's it's all about the collective bargaining green was that like a big thing
2: yeah mm-hmm. so the when I when I first got in the crazy thing is I don't want to say it's crazy I'm fortunate that I got in at the age I did um, like I was like 25, 24, 25. I had read some money books and was already thinking about, you know, trying to you know, reduce debt and all that. Other stuff. And so when they were, they would have these benefits meetings, you know, I was like, I'm going to go in here and figure out like what y'all got. Um, and you started to learn about the different things and, but there wouldn't be that many people in there. So out of the 53 or 60 some odd people with practice squad included, there wasn't that many people in there. And it was very upsetting um, just to see that Like a lot of the young guys didn't go. Uh, and you know you wouldn't probably wouldn't have thought to, but there's a lot of really good information. And then that's how I started to learn kind of about what the CBA was about. Um, obviously, we had what was it, 2010? We played without a CBA. There was yeah. no collective bargaining agreement. And is
3: that, is that the year they took our salary cap? For it was because uh, yeah, of that year,
2: yeah, they they took Here, it away. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> Dallas and Ye-ho! Washington. Everybody, they were like, "Hey guys, don't dump all your salary into 2010."
1: And then they were like, "I'm gonna do it anyway." They said, D this. Hall and uh, Hainsworth, They 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 paid up
2: front to get out of the." They said, "Watch this." Yeah. yeah well, either way, you- so like there was um basically there was like a bonus that was normally inside of the CBA that wasn't in that year, and that was the year I played. Um, and it's kind of a mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, so, so like-
3: you said Anthony Armstrong is the reason all our
2: salary cap got taken? No, away. no. <laughs> what I'm saying is is. <laughs> I got some back pay that I want and and I'm never, I, I don't won't get to receive it because we didn't have a CBA that year, yeah. And and so that basically a lot of guys, you, it was a player performance bonus, right? right. So you
3: you need to get, need to get that judge that Watson got.
2: Man, look, I just it's all Robinson. I want, I just want, I just wanted my couple bucks, you know. But I, I'm shoot, that was twelve years ago, man. So I'm gonna go on and, and chalk that one up to the game. So now the CBA, it's 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 hard to to visualize you're making decisions that are going to affect something 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Um it, it's it's it it you it's like you may not you're not really going to you may not see some of those things. Um uh, even though that CBA then did kind of re readjust the how they disperse the salaries. Like they stopped paying the rookies the biggest contracts because they were the first overall pick. Um but, uh, what ended up happening was more teams would cut veterans because vets' minimums would be higher, yeah, so for like you know a fourth fifth receiver like making a mill, they're like, eh, we're gonna keep this second year guy that's only making you know four hundred you do the same thing, you know, but normally it'd be like, all right, we'll keep the vet because he's you know he knows the game blah 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 blah, so it, it kind of changed the way things got dispersed, and I think. That's kind of why you're starting to see these contracts get different because people people are realizing they want to get this bag early and often um so, especially if they outperform their contracts
0: I'm glad you brought that up because of the whole you know fourth fifth receiver you know why are we going to give you you know a mill a mill minimum something like that? well we can go get a rookie in fourth or fifth round to pay him a couple hundred thousand cam Sims. Who really we don't see him as anything no higher than a fourth receiver on this team right now. I do like, Cam. I love you Cam. Hold on, hold on. I love Cam too. Don't I hate on and, Cam, and, man. Wrong Tide Cam on this podcast. I never asked for him to be our starting free safety like Dev. Dev. But I <laughs> got the soundboard up tonight. <laughs> I, I mean, I've I've caved hard for Cam. Cam Cam comes up big late in the season, but. We signed him to a new contract this offseason. And he's in his fourth year, fifth year, something like that. He was a Jay Gruden guy. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, what do, you, do you see anything in Cam Sims that you, makes you say, you know what, this kid's worth keeping around at, at a higher price tag over someone else? What, what do you see that makes you say that that's a, a, a value pick? Or do not do you think it's not a value pick? Uh, or I value think move? six six. I think 66 six is a, is a big thing. If you if you do look at the receiver
2: room, you know, there's there's not it's almost like the smurfs, right? The smurfs mm-hmm. yeah. 2.0 2. 3.0, right? Um, but he's actually he's shown up and he's made plays in the game. Like he's he's made plays and he's he's been productive with the few opportunities that he does have. Um, so bringing height to the room and actually, have been productive, so you know that he doesn't necessarily have to get a whole bulk of reps to to still do some things. But then, if you look at look two, you know, what if you're still trying to ramp up Curtis? You know, so maybe Curtis isn't going to get all the action. You can rotate Cam in and and mix him in a little bit, and maybe probably on run plays. I could see, you know, a lot of backside, you know, routes where they don't want to waste. Curtis on running something that that he isn't going to see the ball anyways. That that's got to be huge. And then, you know, Cam's probably making some sort of an impact on special teams cuz going to have oh, to play he's, there. He's, gunner. he's, he's gunner one of the love. best
0: gunners in the league. I'll give so him so that. So there you go. So there you go.
2: I so so then I'll tell you this. Forget all the receiver stuff. Like the receiver stuff is is like why you're in the league. That gunner stuff is what's going to make him be on this team. 100%. Yeah. Right. Like you go way back, um, Jaguars. there's obviously Hall of Fame. Game. Kasim Osgood. He was with he was with the Chargers, and then he went to the Jaguars. And he was a six foot five wide receiver who was an absolute demon at special teams, at, at a gunner. He was so long, and he could just throw the jammers out of the way, and he'd run down, and he you know do fairly well tackling, and. That is a very important position. Like people say, like, oh, it's just a gunner yet. Yeah. Shoot. Mm. If you can run down there and, and like stop that returner and be effective, like teams have to game plan for that. You'll start to see two uh two jammers on, on Sims or on Osgood would have that same vibe. That that takes an extra guy out of the box, right? So now you only have to deal with at most seven, seven up. And it and you're it, you you dig into your ba- bag of tricks, right now. Hey, you know what? They are they're gonna treat Cam with this. Now we can run a fake this way. Having having playmakers on the field, regardless, is, is going to be a key. So yeah, Cam Sims is gonna be here all day. What's, What's up, Yam the, in Japan? Yam in Japan, yam friend of the, the show. Yam actually in
0: Japan. Yam.
1: Thank you for tuning in. Yam, yeah, good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. See, you I'm, any questions? I'm, glad you, I'm actually out.
0: glad you said that because I I am a Cam Sims fan. But I just thought it was interesting because signing him to a a new contract just seemed to go against the trend of what you see with with receivers in his position. You know, usually they'll they'll, okay, we'll replace him with a rookie or you know, we'll get an undrafted free agent or something like that, bring them in at a lower price, and you know, get and get you know, hopefully you know, get a couple of them in, and one of them turns out to be good on special teams, we'll put them in there. So I just thought that was an interesting kind of bucking of the trend that we did. It's not like a major deal that we that happened, but I think it's one of those little moves that we're we're kind of doing a zig when the rest of the league is zagging. Yeah. And uh, I just thought that that was interesting that we did that, uh, especially because every year it seems like people think this is the year that Cam Sims doesn't make the squad. Well, if we just threw, signed him to a contract, I think he's going to be making this squad for a while.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, but he 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 brings he brings value. Like the 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 issue is a lot of times fans will just get stuck on what position is next to the person's name, mm-hmm. right? Your you, your top three receivers, if everybody's healthy, is is Terry, Curtis, and Jahan, and and you can put two and three in whatever order you want to, those are your top people, yeah, off rip. And Terry ain't playing no special teams, Jahan ain't playing no special, he might cover, he might return a kick or something and then Curtis I feel like they don't want to even risk throwing him out on something else unless they feel that he's going to make an impact on like a punt return a spot punt return here or there but you're not gonna put that guy put those guys in those special team situations there's no point to do it now you have a big body receiver who can step in on offense and and then still be effective on the special teams game that yeah. brings a lot of value I mean look at Matthew Slater right New England Patriots over ten year vet, you know how many catches he got? He has over his uh, career. Yeah, he has three Super Bowls. Okay, I'll, I'll does say he 15, have fifteen? I'm just gonna throw a number out there. Fifteen catches. What do you yeah. think? What do you think, Dave? What do you think, Phil? Um. Well, I mean, I really seven time Pro a, Bowler. Seven. Just don't, pro I say he had twenty.
3: Twenty. 20 fifteen. 25,
2: Twenty-five. One. 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 And he's listed one. as a wide receiver, technically? He's he's a wide receiver. He's been to seven Pro Bowls. He's been first-team All-Pro three times. Dang, he's nothing. got three Super Bowl rings. He's got what, one catch.
3: Hey, what if I told you? What if I told you there's a dude in the NFL that played for eight <laughs> years <laughs> at corner and <laughs> never has had an interception? Yeah, so Washington. And paper he's a, Washington. a starter. And he's a starter a lot of the time.
0: Is he still yeah. though? Who is that? he in the league still. Who is that? I'm
3: just saying. How long have you play in the league though?
0: Who is like, that? Like if you looked person?
3: up a highlight of this dude, what's his highlight? What's his Who? name? Who is it? Aaron Colvin. <laughs> Aaron he is a
1: quarterback. Colvin. He got a interception one time in, in a preseason game, I think when he played for Jacksonville. So Doesn't they count. called it back. But he they been call, yeah. the he's been out of the league since 2019. Yeah. Marcus hey, said uh, is a, a special teams player that kept in the league for time. How long did he play, Dash. though?
2: James Thrash you know played for nine years. You James know he Thrash has? played he for has, a really long time.
0: five yeah. sacks in his career. How long he play, though?
2: Hey, man. Look, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of players who got long careers and, and they never get their hands on the football, but they, they always are where they're supposed to be. Like yeah. There's something about a coach being able to look over and be like, we don't got to worry about him. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. I mean, Reed Reed Dowdy's a guy that I think about this like that. People used for
3: to. For Aaron Colvin, th- the offensive coordinator said that about him. So,
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, hey, they're like throw it at him. He ain't gonna pick it. I'm like, hey, fair enough, fair enough. He might fall into one, but like Reed Dowdy's one of those guys where you know uh, they like as a safety, like, oh my god, I can't believe he's starting. But it's like you don't really understand that he's one. He's stellar on special teams, and then he was gonna do the right thing on defense. Sure, he may not make the. 50-50 play catch, he might get mossed by Calvin Johnson, but who doesn't? Right? Or Andre Johnson, who doesn't get mossed by him? So, you can just eight. Lasted for chuck that one up. You were there. You
0: were there. I was watching. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Up, Ricardo. One year away
3: getting the pension, bro.
1: Uh, Ricardo, thanks for joining us. If you haven't already done so, go tune into his Facebook group, Washington uh Commanders Fanatics. Jimmy's back it. and uh, hey. Dev, Jimmy said, "Uh, you need to get off dark, get on that." He's talking
3: about your internet.
1: I think he's thinking about your camera that keeps going. No man,
3: sleep. I am trying. Look, <laughs> great. This, value great I want value to clarify internet. this. My GF came in and brought me this humongous plate of food over here, so I don't want to like smack and chomp on camera. But oh, thank you. My internet he say food, this. man. He say my this
2: ain't the food. show. This ain't
1: right. that. This is not so a food so much- show. Right, So much Kuth. Uh, Ricardo says, being a special teams player, kept Lorenzo Alexander around. And in his position, flexibility made him valuable. Ended up with Buffalo, one of the top linebackers with sacks. Yeah, when he went to Buffalo, that was very um, devastating because he, he was just not only a great player around here for teams, but he was so great in the community, in, in this D.C. area. And I think belief he still has, his charity still operates in this area. He's always in and around the, the D.C. area, which is, which, oh, is, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, the um, Lorenzo By the way, I, yeah. I, I saw you uh, with some commander's gear on before. Disney. So did the team send some your way?
2: Uh, a while yeah, back? yeah. That's how. That's good how I got that. that little scarf. I got a little pin and got a little WS magnet over there. And good. So we're reaching out to reaching out to alum.
1: You know. Yeah, good, good my team. man Tim Tim, Tim Hightower. Yeah, Tim Hightower just wrote a book. In just position. released a book, if I'm not mistaken. Our friend Andy Burroughs from over in the UK just posted that uh, he got a free copy of Tim Hightower's book. He nice. talks about his uh, trials and tribulations, tearing his ACL, coming back to the team. And uh, just, I think it's just a life lesson. So I, I might have to go pick that book up. I love Tim. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. He's a good, Great dude. good people. Good people from violence.
0: Me. I love dudes like that. Yep. Yam,
1: Yam says his biggest worry is depth. A few injuries uh-huh. here and there, and the team will be in trouble. I think that's. Very true, especially uh, on the defensive side of the ball too. You got lots Yeah, of that.
2: that linebacker position is a little <laughs> thin. It's a little don't get, scary. Don't get Dev started, and that's, um, that's his soapbox. But I mean, I, I think the play is one: try to get Davis as many reps as possible. You know, through training camp, um, if you know that if you know that they have their eyes on some vet that they're you know that they're planning yeah, on signing. Bar today. Yeah, yeah, they did, but there's got to be somebody High that tower. they have their eyes on, you Dante, know what I mean? Dante. Dante. But, but most of these, like, most vets that are going to be able to just show up and go, they're already in shape now. They, they can pick up the things quickly. You don't have to give them as much time. At least I figure you got to give Davis. I, I bet he plays a lot in the first game. I bet he does. They got to see him go mm-hmm. out there. Jamin, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's going to play a lot in this first game. It just to be like, hey, we got to see you translate. It's got to carry over from practice. You're hearing good things. He's he's understanding what's going on. Now go do it when you don't know what the other team's going to do, right? Uh, if he if he can show that he's going to be uh, an impact and be able to be consistent, and make some plays. You know, I, I still think they get a linebacker, but it's not going to be a hey, you got to back up, Jamin. You're going to back up. This guy's going to start type of a vibe. So yeah. it, it, it'll be more for depth rather than for immediate impact.
0: Yeah. Let me let me ask you another question. So we're talking about depth and, and all that, and you're a wide receiver. De'Ami Brown, we it feels like we didn't get as much out of him as we thought we would last season. Right. Now, some people say because he's kind of raw, and I would also say that we had a quarterback who just didn't push the ball deep, and that's his game. Um, you know, kind of like how you suffered when John Beck was playing. But I said that, not Anthony. Y'all can direct your hate mail at me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, what do you do? You think that it was just a na- nature of who was throwing the ball? Do you think that De'Ami had some aspects of his game that he really needed to work on? You know, because especially if Curtis is, you know, going to be out for part of the season, if he doesn't get himself back into the shape they want him to be in, what do you think is going to be diami's you know, what does he need to do in order to really kind of mm-hmm. Stamp himself into getting some real playing time,
2: uh, well, um, one find that special team spot that's that's gonna be one thing about getting you on the field. Um, but he's b- just being consistent and and making a play daily. find a way to keep continue to stack good days after good days. Um, take advantage of the days where samuel and and some of the vets aren't in. You know those are gonna be your reps that you really get to show out. and you know it's it's tough to, to go. From straight from college and then just dominating the league, like this is the NFL. This is not. It's not like you're just going to another high school. Or, you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to a small college. Like there's a there's levels to it. and It takes a little bit of a little bit of getting used to, especially if you're a guy, um, you know, speed guy. Uh, and you know, in college they can spread everybody out and everybody's like one on one coverage and just makes it really easy and you just run by somebody. That ain't happening out here, you know. So you have to learn how to manage manage getting off a of press and the physicality of the game, uh, picking up to the speed of the game. Probably didn't help that you know you had a quarterback change, but it, I think it's more of a learning curve thing. Um, I would hope that he makes some plays this this preseason, right? Because he's if you if you starting to say Cam is a four, now you guys think Deami is a five, you know, and then yeah. depending on how you want to work with Samuel. They kind of have to have. They're probably going to have to carry minimum five, probably more like six receivers plus a guy on practice squad. Um, just that way, you can have some depth to to not run, you know, Curtis into the ground. So he's just going to have to take advantage of these opportunities. You know, he's going to have to take very take take get the most out of what he's given. You know, yeah,
0: Did, did you see? Any, have players. you seen anything in his game that makes you that you would look at? And say, you know, all right, kid, if you, if you, you know, work on this, you're going to, you're going to uh, have a much more successful career. You're going to be more productive. Was there anything that kind of stood out to you that, like, yeah, all right, he, you know, he's fast, you know, he can, he can get up there and challenge on 50 50 balls. We saw that last season. Uh, didn't always come down with him. But, you know, was there anything that you saw that made that, that's kind of just stood out as, this is what he's got to work on.
2: Nothing too, uh, nothing too specific. Not, not a lot of whole bunch of, not a lot of details. I guess didn't get, didn't get to see a lot of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I I would just feel that, at least when I look at myself getting into the league, you kind of had to learn. Like if you were used to relying on your speed, you get to the pros and you realize that doesn't always work, right? So now you have yeah. to kind of develop. The ability to run more routes other than just to go, and and that's the one thing that gets frustrating about those college playbooks and that spread where you got somebody who's in the slot and they're gonna just run a slot fade, and they're just the fastest guy on the field and like that's not that's not that's not gonna happen in the league that often. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to do that every day. So I would say probably more it was just a learning curve thing. Just keep working on your craft. Keep finding ways to get open on other routes you know because if you're if you're a one-trick pony and and all you do is go deep they can cover that and then once teams can't you don't have a quarterback that can throw it far enough then they're gonna say well we got to do something else so I think it's just showing up and just showing showing that improvement you know I would love to see him you know just get more active uh catching routes and you know catching different routes and, and run run after the catch and Uh, can't turn the ball over, you know, you have to be damn near perfect whenever you're at the bottom of a position group. You just have to be like almost better than Terry. You have to be just perfect. You know what I mean? You can't afford to mess up. Yeah. Uh,
1: As as far as linebacker goes and a couple of people chiming in on, on Anthony Barr uh, going to Dallas, uh, Marcus says, beating, signing the table, uh, beating on the table um, for Jalen Smith. At this point, it's we're almost the week one preseason. Is it? Is there anyone even? I mean, how often do a team's really being an impact player this yeah.
2: late in the game? Why? You know,
3: I don't know why anybody wants Jalen Smith. He has one leg, bro.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily jump at that Jalen. You know, no disrespect to the guy, but I mean, he's had a rough couple of years. Um, depth wise. Sure. You can bring him in there, but his, his last little time in green Bay, it wasn't a whole lot going on. Uh, You know, that was too exciting. Um, I I, I like him. I like the guy. I think he's a, you know, got a great story, but you know, he's, it's going to be tough to kind of just show up and make a huge impact. Like that. I don't think you're really going to find anybody that's just going to be just, just going to blow you away and just take things over. Yeah, in the season, you would think that that guy is already, already on, on the team. team. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: man, I think Kaliki Hudson, I think I think he's got to show something too. I think he has a chance.
1: Well, Ricardo says we'll end up with AJ Klein if we bring anybody in. Otherwise, we're looking at David Mayo. I mean, like you said, Why? the linebackers
0: so we're so thin at linebacker. It's not even
1: funny. It, I
0: mean, I'm on the high tower bandwagon because I know that guy. I, mean, I don't so expect wish. him to be a star. I expect him to be a starter, a solid starter. But and, I, th-
2: go ahead, go ahead,
0: Phil. And I, 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 I feel like that you kind of need that steady hand at backer because Holcomb and Davis—they're not; they haven't been, you know, the most consistent. Although Holcomb, I think, gets underrated a lot. I think I think he's better like than what a lot of people realize. I like him. I like I like Cole Holcomb personally, but I think that you know having he's somebody here. to a real vet back there and will always be around the ball and will always be you know. In the mix would help free up somebody who has the ability to do that on every play will help free up guys like uh, Jamin and guys like Cole Holcomb to do what they do best. That's be athletic and force this, force the issue.
2: Yeah, and and I also think that uh, Chris, I'm kind of stealing what Chris Russell said. So he came on uh, the yep. pod yesterday, last night. He was saying that you know defense you can kind of scheme around you know not having to have. Two linebackers on there, like if you like you said, a more of a 5 1 uh, 5 1 uh, 5 look, or probably some four-two-five in there. I mean, interested to see kind of what happens with the safety position. If somebody is you know pretty good, I mean, uh, people throw around Landon Collins kind of that name keeps popping up every now and again, I right?
0: Actually, I actually think that they, if they, if Percy Butler is as good as advertised, you, know, you could start him and McGee or, or, or McGee. Him, in the back, and and in, in the back at safety, you can move Cam Curl up to that, you know, that hero back slash Buffalo nickel position that uh, Landon played, and Landon was effective in. And Cam Curl's kind of the same player, in my opinion. Um, he may be a little rangier than Collins at this point, yeah. But that just means he's going to cover more lateral ground anyway. But I mean,
2: look at look at what your what Washington is going to face, at least in the division. Dallas is like loves to go three wide. You know, I think gone are the days where they're going to just be lined up in the eyes, not going to be 21 personnel. You're generally going to see three wide. Uh, Dalton Schultz is is more of a pass catching tight end. Uh, Same vibe in in Philly. You know, Philly's going to spread it out. Um, New York. I mean, if you go from what Dable did in Buffalo, let's say you imagine it's going to be the exact same vibe. Everybody's getting spread out. So now, yeah, maybe it is more likely to say you only need one backer in the middle. You can bring up a safety, put an additional safety on the field who can handle linebacker a uh, handle a tight end. Uh St. Juice, if he you know comes on and, and handles the slot. I mean, y- you probably won't have to be in that in a in that, you know, having two backers on the field that often, you know. So
1: But so much of that is dependent upon whether or not Jack De Rio can scheme it up. I think he got 2020 was just pure athletic ability of Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and like Jimmy said. You know, Young has invasive surgery on both knees. Can be a player, we think he is. Or, you know, dot 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 dot. I think Jack Del Rio has got to get creative on defense. You got to stunt, move guys around. You know, play don't have flexibility we had with 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 Matty I is gone and Tim Settle gone. But you, you can't just line up and go. You got you got to finesse some adjust.
0: Though after Chase got hurt, I'm hoping that 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 they go back to those that four game stretch. And it's like. This is what you need to do with your healthy starters. But,
2: but a lot of that, like, if, you, if, if you're looking at just letting letting the dogs loose with sweat and, and chase and just go hunt, you got to be able to have some sort of coverage on the back end that's going to slow somebody down. You go back, you're talking about 2020, the linebacker couldn't cover a tight end, right? Like, that was just – it was from week one, and it continued the whole year. It was like, fix that, right? Can anybody go cover a tight end, Like. That was that ended up hurting doesn't matter how good your pass rush is if you can quickly get the ball to a tight end, it's gonna be wide open Lost so it. yeah, so yeah is that who it was, yeah, I think that was, but if uh if if the secondary they they appear to be playing better. You know, in in training camp so far, if they can show up and like lock up a little bit, they can take away some of those quick passes and allow the front to to hunt. Um, But, yeah, I do agree. You know, you got to you got to get creative. You got to get in your bag a little bit. Jack Del Rio, you know, you got to make make some things happen. uh, Move some guys around. I agree 100 percent with the stunts. You you just got to get a little bit more creative uh, until you get chased back. We got two folks agreeing with Phil and his point of view. Hey, welcome to the show, Shotguns,
1: the great one. He, so he's a friend of the show, friend of ours. He is a Packers fan. Tell him Chicago, to – look.
2: hold Chicago. on. Look at that right there. Ooh. Oh, hey. Oh. Look, look at that picture. Look at that picture. Shotguns. Who's that catch bro. on, though?
3: Who's that catch on?
2: That's on Charlie Pepper. Oh. Ah. Was, Charlie was, Pepper. As long as it <laughs>
3: wasn't Jair Alexander. You know, he's from I can't <laughs> – No, nah, man.
2: Nah, he was I think he was in like middle school whenever yeah. I play. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shotguns does have a question for you. He said, uh, yo, Armstrong, who is your favorite wide receiver in the draft this year?
2: But you know, there was man got Olave, Garrett, you got uh There is A lot of um, really good ones. A Drake lot of really London. good ones. There um, were a lot of really good ones. I'm I've always been one that leans towards like the those really just deadly route runners. Um the guys, uh, both of those guys out of uh, Alabama, were very exciting. Jameson Williams, John Mechie, uh, those those guys are really good. Uh, Brian Hartline has has wide receiver U up there at Ohio State, so it was, it was good to see those guys. Frankly, I mean, you talk about in the draft, I wanted to see that. The, were there one freshman Jackson? Uh, I can't think of his last name. He's up there in uh, in Ohio State, so I think he's going to be a good player down the line. But there were just so many good wasn't there wasn't one guy that just jumped out i was a big fan of of those those guys down in alabama um, and and the guy George Pickens we were watching some of his his stuff yeah. that come across the, the screen the Steels do a good job finding whoever scouts their receivers they do a really good always job
1: always have been and great at, at doing what they do and, and speaking yeah. of
2: speaking of wide receivers I'm just gonna flash up on the screen real quick
1: Ari Mara Mary off on Twitter talking about um, Receivers taken outside the first round in 2019 have gotten paid this off season. That's so money. Like to be outside the first round and look at these guys performing, getting first round contracts. Isn't it great to see that?
2: Oh yeah, I love it. I love it because it's it it's definitely a change. You can see the way the, the game has changed. Obviously, I mean the quarter get, quarterbacks are getting like you know legacy money, like generational wealth, and, and deservedly so because you're asking them to throw the ball 50 times a game, um, and then they got to throw it to somebody. And and they basically found a way to get the rookies in cheaply, and then now you're rewarding them quicker for their uh, their success. And I'm all I'm all for it, right? Like there was no need for them to come in and get four year, hundred million dollar contracts because they were first a top five pick. Like no, Th- there was no reason for that to happen. But now you know AJ Brown, you you've shown that you that dude, and now you right. get the bag. Terry, you've shown that you're that dude. And now you get a bag. Uh, frankly, on that list, I didn't see Hunter Renfro get paid, but I'm glad he did because Hunter Renfro early on and very very so cold. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's his game. He probably just, like, I don't want to tell anybody about this. It's Catches shit. everything. Doesn't, right. doesn't let anything go. Always open. Like, he was one of my favorite receivers when he was at Clemson. I was like, yo, that 13? That dude was rough. Uh, they like, oh, T.A. games. And then I'm like, 13 over there is always I'll bet, open.
0: I'll, I'll bet you were watching 13.
2: Oh yeah. You know what? There's, there's no, there's, there's not an accident on how that goes. I mean, look, Deontay Johnson on, got uh,
1: paid hard knocks on hard knocks. He's just, he's just like, man, that guy's going to be good. He's just great. Just great from the second he, he came in the league and just very underrated, very quiet. Like you said, a quiet, professional consummate. Yeah. And those are yeah. the guys we really like and each one of these receivers kind of one up each other with, with, with the, uh, the increment of the salary. You know, like yeah. this guy, you know, it's all started with Cortland Sutton set the market, you know, wide receiver two, you're getting like 19 million a year. And after that, it just went up and up and up and up and up. And the latest was uh, uh, DK, DK and Debo got, got the latest ones, you know, Terry had the, yeah. the highest, a highest signing bonus for maybe what, 10 days. And then, you know, DK immediately surpassed it. So and, and in, a profession, in, in a position like that, I, you're just cheering for your, your fellow receivers, right? Because all it does is make, make it better for the rest of receivers,
2: right? Oh, yeah. You come out oh, yeah.
3: You oh, come yeah. yeah.
2: Shoot. Like you say, if y'all need ooh, the buy week to week four, I can be ready by week 14. Y'all give me <laughs> a little, you know, give me a little time. I've been running. I been I'm in some some shape, but training. Shape? Oh, no. Oh, no. Those are I mean, frankly, those are the type of deals that I want. I didn't even want that much. You know, I was like, right. man, I had a good season. Shoot. I'm about to get re-signed. I would have loved to been able to get some of that money. So If y'all want to share, yeah. I, I will gladly take it. But now you you cheer for your other guys to get paid. I would think, you know, I I don't. There's no reason to hate on on AJ Brack, especially if you've already like put in the work. You're like, I already got something on the resume. I might as well, you know. You know, you got to pay us now, and it, and it and it really does. It's, it works out where you don't have to worry about you know guys being on that five year and then getting all the way to the end and. Let's just squash it now, pay the people because they deserve it. They've already, they've already performed. They've already outperformed what they've been getting paid. You can lock them up for a couple more years. They can still get another contract. You can resign them. So if they decline, then Hey, no harm, no foul. You know, we can, why everybody can just part ways. If they ball out, then you're probably going to be more likely to to give them that money or they can go somewhere else and get paid. So I think it's a win-win for both teams and players. Yep. Um, Marcus says uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a stud at Ohio State. Yeah. Another question for you.
1: Is Lamar Jackson from Shotguns a top
2: five
1: quarterback in the NFL?
2: Man, man, man. One, let to me to go with the, the Harrison Jr. I, I uh, trained him a little bit at, at an Under Armour camp. Oh, it was, okay. It was in Baltimore, so he was there. Yeah. Um, it was at Their headquarters. Yeah, it was at the Mills. Uh, well, yeah, but no, it was at, a, it was at the, I want to say like, a. it wasn't the math, but there's a, the school out there that, yeah. that uh, Kevin Plank's kids go to. And either way, he was there and he's like, he's like oh, I was like, is your dad here? I'm, I'm like fanboying out. I'm like, is your dad here? Because um, I really would like to meet him. But I didn't, I didn't get to meet Marvin Harrison. But um, I do like uh, what Harrison Jr. Georgetown has, been, Prep. has been doing. Georgetown
1: Prep. Georgetown
2: Prep. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember where it was. It was a pretty campus, though. Uh, but is Lamar Jackson a top five quarterback? If if you looking at the way that people will normally look at a quarterback and say somebody that's gonna throw the ball and just have a crazy even though he he does have, you know, he'll have decent statistics throwing the ball. Uh, but I think he's he he's able to do so much more. Um, I think he's gonna get paid like a top five quarterback. Uh it's just I, the league doesn't I don't I feel like they just don't value him like the same way you would say like a Patrick Mahomes, like throwing the ball, uh, you know, as much. I, I think that Lamar is a baller. Number one, like he's going to be able to uh, positively affect any team that he was able to go to. Um, but I think, I think it works. You have to really lock in with the play calling, you know, and what makes the most sense. Um, now I don't, I feel like they might be like wondering, well, do you want to pay him this money and then still run the read option? But I mean, that's what he's always been doing. So, you know, I don't think you want to take that away from his game. I think he's going to get paid like a top five quarterback for real. Um, I mean, shoot, if he wants to, if he was, if he was in Washington, I'd love to have him in Washington. You know what I mean? So I think it'd be a, that'd be a, that'd be a hell of a, that'd be a fast offense, but. What
0: do you think, Dev? Shotgun. He already he, knows
3: what I think. He's one of my friends. He knows. He's just he's egging he's just egging you on. Shy right? guns, Lamar down, he knows.
0: Shy guns is asking that because he watches the pod every week. We did a top 5 quarterbacks going in 2022. And I stirred up a ton of controversy cuz I had did not have cart, Lamar Put Jacks the card up anymore. here.
1: Post post editing somewhere up
0: here. <laughs> but uh yeah we I did not have Lamar in my top five. I actually had him at number six, so I ranked out the top ten and then went from there and Dev thought I was nuts because I didn't have Lamar in the top five, but yeah, I had Matt have, Stafford bro, I had Matt Stafford in my top five going into 20, going into twenty twenty two
3: that's day one, that's day one no, <laughs> Matt Stafford man,
2: man. I, I, f- I feel like it's w- with the quarterbacks, like I think by far in a way you, you got to put, you know, there's you know, Patrick and, and Aaron, A-Rod, they're, they're way up at the top. Uh, Brady's like, you know, I think Brady, you give him the respect because he just keep on going. You know what I mean? Um, but then after that, there's like a whole bunch of guys that it's just like you could you could name Josh Allen. You could some people probably want to start talking about Joe Burrow being in there, Justin Herbert being in that mix. Lamar is going to definitely fall in that mix into that like four to five range, I could see. Um everybody's so close. Wow. I mean hell, wow. hell. And then I'm dis you got Russell Wilson who's still hanging around. He's not, you know, I won't I wouldn't put him in maybe top five uh in the, in this league right now, but I feel like I feel like players four four to eight could easily be and there's an argument for them to be top five you know what just, I mean
1: just to I'm recap wrong. man this, this is what we it. picked this is what we picked for our top five NFL quarterbacks that that day I, it's a pretty consistent list it, it's not it's not that far off besides Phil putting Matthew Stafford up there I think that was the anomaly and then I had Justin Herbert in making it just inside at five those were the two major anomalies and then Dev had Lamar at three so my problem were, my
3: problem with the whole like Herbert versus Allen and Jackson thing is that, man, if you put Allen and Herbert on the Ravens that's constructed, Ravens ain't going to playoffs, bro. You put Lamar on the – you put Lamar on Chargers. Chargers in the playoffs the last two years. Why ain't the Chargers in the playoffs now?
1: That's
2: a take. I'm
3: just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> like if Lamar's on the Bills, how many Super Bowls do you think the Bills would have right now, bro? Keep it real. Keep it yeah, real. I mean, the,
2: the, bill, the Bills, I mean – They've they've really improved over the past couple yeah, of years.
3: They're, they're not they're not deficient because of Allen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if you were to put Josh Allen on the Ravens, how many playoff wins? or How many playoff appearances? Ravens going? Uh,
2: you know, I it's hard to say because if, if you're if you don't know
0: you don't know what kind of offense they because
2: that that's the other part like. The Ravens run a very particular style. That's why like Marquise Brown kind of what he he was good with Lamar because he could fling it. But he you're not maximizing his ability, you know, there the the way that they run it. I mean, they're very heavy with heavy running the ball. Like being a receiver at Georgia Tech. (laughs) Yeah. But but the crazy thing is that they've had they had two (laughs) amazing receivers in the league, Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas Rest in peace. Like it's crazy to think that they came from the wing, a wing T off. Fitzgerald came from Georgia Tech too. That's no, cool. he was from Pitt. I mean, he was from Pitt. I mean, no, he Chargers was from got, Pitt.
3: He was. just got Pitt. two Pro Bowl receivers. They ain't been in the playoffs. What good
2: does that do? Hey, what good is that do? You have do 40
3: yards every game. Don't make the playoffs.
2: I mean, hey, just saying. Just hey. saying, man. I, if, I mean, if, any, if anything, you could say this the Chargers are probably on that upswing that the Bills have, have already completed, and now they're in that mix. The Chargers are like right there. I love I love seeing their content. That 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 was it, Brandon Staley. He he's yeah. very subtle, but he, he, he hypes me up. I was like, man, if y'all need one more, yeah. let me know. Because I, I feel like well, they're in LA now, but right, um yeah, right. San Diego is still beautiful. Keep it classy out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's such a competitive league, man. It, it really is. And, I mean, football's in a good place. It's in a good place. You could have these debates all the time. Yeah. I, any of those quarterbacks on those lists uh, will probably take uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, I, I think he finally got into a, a great situation and was able to win, win him a Super Bowl. That's
3: what I said, man. Anybody can win with the Super Friends, bro. Like, you
2: know.
3: <laughs> You know, except, even Aquaman's cool. You got Batman, Superman beside him. What you gonna do, with Aquaman, in the desert? What's he gonna do?
2: He gonna dry up, I would. I would think.
1: <laughs> I would and and I, I gotta ask you about this. Um, this picture, I, I, I we have to know. So, oh yes, Really, this was training camp. What is with the upside down triangle with the What's white tra- tape?
2: Question. Uh, well, okay, Question, so. So uh, what had happened was, I'm wearing I'm wearing this yellow this yellow jersey. It's the non-contact jersey. So okay. if you go way back to 2012, somewhere probably about right before the second preseason game, that's when it was second first or second preseason game. I separated my AC joint, yep. um, so I was injured. Right, so I had to miss, I literally missed like two weeks. Um, yeah, I missed the first two preseason games. And when I finally got cleared to come back, they were like, "Okay, you can go back, but you have the no contact jersey. So I was able to do individuals and things like that. And it was just a blank jersey. They didn't even print like 13 on there. I didn't get a name. Um, And frankly, it's a quarterback jersey, too. So one of them days I was like, man, I'm finna, you know, I'm finna you know, sauce these things up a little bit. And I I think the upside down, uh, upside down uh, the, the question mark, I think that was the first one. Yeah. um and then like the another time I had like a tic tac toe on the back um <laughs> and then the highlight of them all was when i i went all out and i had uh robert griffin the third i i i made it bob, bob the third and i'm i i had bob the third on the nameplate i got and then that. and then i flipped the uh i flipped the uh the it was o one and I even cut, you know how back in the day, y'all probably know this, where you would cut your sleeves. You would cut mm-hmm. the sleeve off a shirt and then you like tassel it out. So I made one of those and put it on my head and I ran out with my helmet on. So I had like these black looking like dreads. <laughs> and I and I literally, I cut a sock. I had my whole arm was in this sock. Uh, I Basically, I was Robert. And I was right out Doing there. The Rob,
0: Rob's twists. Yeah.
2: And they what's were. Weird, and what's weird people about people that is They me.
3: got those armband things in the locker room. Probably. You didn't have to use a sock.
2: No, see, I think this was way back in the back in the gap. They didn't have all that stuff then, man. <laughs> I didn't have a matter of fact here. Okay. I found bring it. Your own. Let me see here. I'm going to. Oh, Lord. I'm like, how do I download? I'm going to do this. Maybe I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to just hold it up to the, to the screen here. We'll zoom in. Oh, that isn't really working. You kind of see, see it. it. Oh, one. Let me yeah, I'll, let me email I'll it. See it go. I'm gonna try to send it to you. I found I, I found
1: I found this one because the internet is undefeated. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah, you see that? Yeah. Bobby, Bobby 3. Sticks. Bob, hey, I, oh, even well, of, I, I even took a couple of, I even took a couple of, a couple of reps in, uh, in the warm up at quarterback. I took like one. I think I took one rep because I was like, that's that's not as easy, uh, yeah. as y'all make it look. So plus I can't throw that far. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I did man. take that sleeve off quickly because it was hot. Yeah, it was that's too amazing. damn hot. The, the the crowd's loving this nice shit. How, how did, you feel did, about, were you, uh, you
1: clowning Robert?
2: It was just, no, it was just, man. You know, I was just I was just having fun. Like like yeah. it had, it had started to become a thing. Yeah. Like I, I, I think I had the upside down that one. I had a tic tac toe. Um, and then I think like the third day, like that was just the other one. I think it was also like the last day that fans could be out there. Yeah. So, shoot, I was like, man, if we are gonna do this thing? Let's do it. And, you know, Is this had, in Ashburn. But yeah, what they yeah, 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 They were trying
3: to keep Okay,
2: yep, yep. How do you
3: feel about RG three, the TV personality?
2: Man, well, I tell you, I'm glad. I'm glad he's he's having some success, man. I'm glad he's able to get out there, and um, you know, it's it's tough to get out of the league, and it's tough to kind of transition into something else, um, because you 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 build your identity all around, you know, this the football, you know, the football player being on the field and. And then now you're kind of transitioning out. You're trying to figure out what's next. And that's not easy. I mean, I think it can take a good you know, couple, couple two, three years to kind of get out of that, get out of the league, go through your little depressive state, and then work your way back up and figure out what's next. Um, so I'm glad he's, he's, he's finding something he can jump on to. Uh, you know, he's got the energy for it, you know, yeah. and and he's getting more reps, getting more practice. So he'll be good. He'll be good. I, I figure – uh, got to be better than Booger. Shoot. <laughs>
1: well, oh, well, yeah. Speaking of speaking I, like that. Booger, I like so Booger, but it was you're, like, you're into real estate now. Um, so, Redskin wide receiver, you know, great Gary Clark. Also, I don't know if you know this, but he's a big real estate guy in this area. He's always doing promos, and he gets his fellow alum to to help, you know, come sway people into the the real estate market. So it's it's cool to be able to take, you know, something that you've done and spin it into, you know, the next step off of a a career, which I I think is just, is pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. Real estate's been fun. It, uh, I always, everybody's like, well, you know, it's really competitive. And I'm like, man, I had to go against like Ray Lewis and Charles Woodson. Like I ain't tripping on (laughs) the competitive nature. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a fun business. Um, and I know for me, like I have to find, Like a a way to kind of challenge myself, like a a new way to kind of make it make me work towards something. Right. So it's all it's everything's always changing. Obviously, the market didn't didn't kind of flipped a little bit here. Um, And no, it's not a crash. It's 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 more of a normalization. Um, So if you're out there. Correction a correction. Yeah. yeah. What, what people would say, I mean, you're getting a lot of inventories turned for a real estate pod, but I mean, you're, you're seeing more inventory. It's just like, you know, I mean, prices will come down, but they're still, they're still up. You know, we're at record highs. Right. So yeah. my yeah. advice for anybody that's out there still looking, uh, if you're in Dallas, call me, um, <laughs> no, but, seriously. Uh, but no, if you're, if you're still looking and you're able to purchase something like you 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 should look into it because there are sellers that are you know starting to get, give a little bit. They're starting yeah. to say, Hey man, we'll, we'll, we'll pay down, pay down, pay down points for you. or We'll give you carpet allowances yeah. or whatever. So I'm buying and selling.
1: So I'm like right there in the middle right now. We're, we're yeah. just, I followed your advice. I'm trying to get my curb appeal up. So oh, slow, yeah. slowly, you know, roofing, siding, gutter, softening, we're slowly getting that, that, that done. But yeah, I, I, I listen, I watch. Yeah. Pay attention. I know a little bit. Um, and let, let's just close out with one one final thing. <laughs> you do know a little bit. Um, I'm
0: sorry, I just saw Jimmy's comment.
1: What did he say, uh, Anthony? Bro, you got the voice for Quiet
2: Storm Hour. Hey, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, midnight, you know. Midnight
0: Love. Or- well, I'm gonna tell you, you. imagine if, if Anthony and L.E. did this the evening show on Magic.
2: Hey, you know, I used to I used to have I used to do um, I had a little bit on Instagram. And I I called it Real Estate After Dark. And I would I would post pictures late at night because I know like just like me y'all in y'all bed scrolling through Instagram. So I'm like, hey, reels had after dark, you know. So uh, I I should bring that back, Jimmy. I'll make some reels or something, and then I'll, yeah. I will uh, look at this three bedroom, two bath.
3: This is the bedroom. Look you at the kitchen
2: when <laughs> you at work. Thirty two hundred <laughs> square feet. Got a swimming uh, pool. No HOA. I might do that, <laughs> man. By the way, the yeah, HOA yeah.
3: sucks, man. We have one here; it's the worst
2: eh, thing man. ever. They are what bro. they are. If you don't what like I'm it, playing. get on the board. Get on the board. Get and on I'm the glad,
3: board. I'm glad those though, cause to
2: change. the changes. their front yard. Or anything.
3: If it wasn't for HOA. <laughs> <See? laughs>
1: two more. Two more comments, then we'll 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 shut it down. Um Marcus says, "How do you feel about Joe Jacoby not in the Hall of Fame?" It's a joke. Another year, he's passed right, out. I'll I'll kick this one to Phil because, as the the offensive lineman guy.
0: It's a travesty, dude. Absolutely deserves to be in there. Um The only thing, there's two Thanks, things. Thanks, Yom.
1: Thanks for tuning in, Yom. Catch you on the flip side, man.
0: Peace, Yom. See you, Yom. Um, two things are what keep Joe Jacoby out of the Hall of Fame. It's two stupid things, really, because it, it totally ignores the body of work. One is they say, well, we put Russ Grimm in. So they say, well, mm-hmm. we got one of the hogs in. That's all that matters. That's what they're that's why Gary Clark isn't even given consideration. Cause they go, Well, we got Art Monk in. Yeah. We don't we don't need to put two members of the posse in. Wow. The now the other thing is now John Starworth and Lynn Swan are both in the Hall of Fame, but that's because they were the Steelers and everybody loves Steelers. All the writers. The other one is, is the fact that late in Jacoby's career, he got bumped to right tackle by Jim Lachey. Yep. Say, so like, oh, he got taken to. out of his starting spot. He still started, just on the other side. And if anybody you know wants to argue with me, I'll tell you this. Jim Lachey is one of the three best left tackles I've ever seen. He would be in the Hall of Fame if he didn't have just this chronic series of injuries that took him out way too early. But it sounds like Joe's the epitome of position flex, right? What do you, nobody's thinking on that. They right? even had him play guard at times to fill in. Yeah, Uh, he came in as a defensive tackle. He's he played defensive tackle in a playoff game for us. Yeah, come on now, Joe Jacoby. uh, I will argue this one to death.
2: You might need to, you might need to uh write a start a petition and then like put that emotion right there and just say, This is what it
3: is, too, bro. Yeah, Brian Mitchell, all time.
1: uh,
2: -time leader. yes. B. Mitch. That seems crazy to
3: me. The all time leading yardage getter, ain't it? Is Devin
2: Hester in yet? No. No.
1: If he gets in before B. Mitch, that's going to be a thing. I think think if
0: he gets in, it opens a door for B. Mitch, too. Yeah. Because now you can point. Because how many kick returners are in the Hall of Fame for being kick returners? None. And and I would say you got to. Hester deserves it because he was literally.
2: Like it was a touchdown in a bottle. Like yeah. you never had somebody where like if he touches the ball, it was like if he if he catches it, he's gonna score. And I I remember like they're like hey, 23's back there. Like you you better be on your game. Like you know, don't do you tell the kicker kick it out of bounds. Please kick it out of bounds. Do not kick it to this dude. And he was so dangerous. Like took a kick took the opening kickoff back in the Super Bowl. Oh my I mean, goodness.
0: Devin Hester uh aver- you know if you look at his career averages and everything, right mean, the dude did have uh 14 punt returns for touchdowns, 5 kick returns for touchdowns. That's 19 touchdowns as a returner. He only had 16 as a receiver. Uh, it, it's it's hard to argue B Mitch over Hester.
3: All-time leader in yards, bro. Yeah. More yards than everybody. He's covered more real estate than everyone who's ever played in a game.
2: The,
0: the, the history
3: I, of the game, bro. I think the, the only – I'm look
0: at the touchdowns first because he turned kick – he was probably the man who probably had the most impact in turn of, of people looking at kick returners as an offensive weapon in ways that we just hadn't seen before.
2: Yeah, I, I I could agree with that. I mean, yeah, B Mitch is just super productive. It's over his whole career and he deserves to be in the hall. Um, but it, it's kinda like it's kinda like now you look at like the NBA's like top 75 list. If I I forget what the I forget I saw some meme or some graphic. They're like, this guy isn't in the hall of fame or in the top seventy five, but but Dame Lillard is. And it was a a guy where you'd be like, That guy's not in there? How did he not make right. it? Um and it it's it's gonna be there's going to be some really tough decisions just going down the line, just the visibility of the way the league is now. I mean, like everybody's post is a highlight reel. Like you could, you can go jog around the track and it looks like a damn music video. And they're like, Oh my God.
3: Like, Except man, for Eric Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know,
1: I thought, I thought, and you know, this guy, you played with them. I, I thought, Brandon Banks was going to be a a home run hitter guy. And I feel like every time he he did do something that took it to the house or super long return, we held and it came back.
3: Every Every single. single.
1: Yeah. Uh, He is now. But I mean, when he was our punt returner, I I thought he was just going to be the most dangerous thing. I mean, you played with him, what, two years?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Banks was probably the quickest. Shifty. Like the quickest guys he, he would get from zero to 60 in the snap of a finger. Um, I, I remember just covering kicks in practice. And I'm like, okay, I got like a 15-yard cushion. Like you're 15 yards that way. I got, I got you covered. Like you're, what do they say? You're going to, oh, I forget, get a net around a fish, right? That's, the, that's the, the mantra. And he'd find a way to jump outside the damn net every time. And you're like, how did you? It's like he snaps his finger, he disappears, and he's over here, and then he's going down the sideline. But yeah, we did hold a whole lot uh, with banks. I, I think the only thing that held him back was, like, you you really you didn't get to put him in for anything else, yeah, other than return. And it wasn't – the league wasn't in the space where, where it is now where you're like, hey, let me just give give him a quick screen and, you know, smaller receivers can thrive because they're going to operate in space. Um, he was either going to run deep or we're going to have to return kicks. And he wasn't going to be in every down guy. And he really wasn't playing special teams
0: um, like as a gunner or, you know. Banks would, Banks would be a star in the 2022 NFL.
3: Hey, Dante uh, How by the way, has the best – highlight shakes I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, There's that, one where the cheesy cut that like on the sideline, he like shook the dude and jumped backwards at the same time. I can't describe yeah. it. Like it's yeah. the craziest I've ever seen in my life. You ever get a that's a human joystick. And, uh, she moves. man, human silly, joystick. Man. He was silly. Man.
1: Mm. Jimmy says, "Uh, hell, if you look at Broadway, Joe Summers White, and Doug, Doug Williams in because Doug, Doug Williams has Doug had a there, lot of career back up."
2: You know, I'm I'm gonna let, let me let me throw another name here. And this and this guy, he's not hadn't even played on Washington. But uh a guy by the name of Carlos Dansby. I'm gonna give him some love. The linebacker? Uh, the linebacker, Carlos, we Dans- New England, right Dansby. New England? He Arizona? played all over Arizona most most notably. Um mm-hmm. he all he, every year he makes you know posts, he's like, Hey, I should be in the league. All-time solo tackles. He's sitting at seventh. Oof. Thousand, he's t- actually tied with Junior Seau. Right? He's got more than Brian Urlacher. Um, I don't know who that one is at the bottom. He's like, best of ever. Do. I'm reading his post. He's like, yo, it's about that time. Make it up in your mind. Uh, you're one of the best to ever do it. Go prove it. He did it for 14 years. He played all three linebacker positions in a 4-3 and in a 3-4, whatever the team needed. Uh, boom, he's got some cuss words in here, blah, 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 ba. <laughs> 43, <laughs> 43, career sacks, 20 career interceptions, 19 cause fumbles, thousand plus tackles, no pro bowls, no all pros, but he's got all those statistics that, that are, you know, hall he's of fame. Yeah. And, and I, I, just I think put some of, of those stats. stats.
1: He missed twelve games in fourteen years. That's and crazy. The Fletcher's career
3: is basically almost the same as Ray Lewis's.
2: Yeah, Fletcher's sitting there second. Basically,
3: know? he's basically got the same. It's like a it's like a great value version of Ray Lewis's career, man.
2: Yeah, and it's 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 it sucks to see that. Like, I wish there was a like a little bit of a, like a player vote. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. they have the
0: veterans committee, which is what Jacoby's in now. But they, the Veterans Committee, like, they only get to put in, like, one guy a year.
3: And then not it take 16 years for Art Monk to get in? And when he retired, yeah, he was it, like a it goat. It
0: took, it took Monk, like, 10.
3: He was like a yeah. goat when he left. He was like all-time leading receptions, y'all. Yeah, what but, it was, yeah. but what
0: happened was that right after him, That's Rice, right. Chris Carter, you know, all those guys, Randy Moss, showed, you know, started breaking all the records. Yeah, And it was right, you know, Right when he retired, you know, right before he retired, a couple of years before he retired, is when the season uh, receptions record started falling every year. Started with yeah. Sterling Sharp and then Chris Carter and then Herman Moore and all Marvin. these guys, which is top. Marvin Harrison of had some of
2: that. That's that's why I started loving uh, Marvin Harrison when he had like 143 receptions. Oh, and I do how many of those
3: 143 came on Aaron Coven.
2: <laughs> Aaron gonna kick your ass, man. Yes, he
0: is. He go kick Aaron your ass. Find out that there's some dude named Dev. Yeah. On a podcast
1: um, that keeps
0: keeps his name in his mouth. So, the
1: last point I wanted to bring up, and and you you, you got to play with him for a couple years, um, was the you know Ryan Kerrigan retiring as he is the all time sack leader for this team. But I, I think that not a fallacy, but it's just a little bit construed because i don't think they started counting that stat till 87 and if you did i guess apparently dexter manley probably would have had it but all, all things aside i don't want to take away anything ryan kerrigan's done but you know they 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 brought him in he wasn't if you listen to this press conference he wasn't expecting anything but to go in and sign a piece of paper they were waiting for him they gave him a round of applause when he came into ashburn you know chase was the first person to dab him up and he's out there today you know working with the players on the field, the defensive, uh, you know, the the edge rushers and the, and the guys on the field. So, what's your what's your thoughts on um you know oh RK ninety one retiring in the burgundy and gold and 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 you know
2: just give us some insight on that. I'm glad I'm glad that he he got to go out that way. You know I think that's uh I think that's right. You know that's honorable. To, you know get the one day contract and I'm I'm glad that they showed him some love. You know I feel like um I think that does show that there's a definitely a change in the building and kind of how you're going to handle some things. Um, And that's the right thing to do to give him some love. I know that he's been interested in coaching. I mean, you know, from hearing what he was uh, the press conferences and whatnot. Um, And so they, they said, uh, coach Rivera is going to leave him out there let him kind of get used to the grind and see if he wants to get into it. Um, And I'm I'm sure they'll let him come in and chime in at any point. And, And all it's going to do is, is help those guys. You know what I mean? Like why, why would you, why would you turn that away? You know what right. I mean? Why would you turn that away? But kudos to him. Um, and when I come and sign my one-day contract to hang him up, you know I expect oh, half dude. of the the uh, you know I'll just just there. a little bit. Hell, just meet me at the uh, little <laughs> five guys around the corner. We go to Green Turtle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, we don't got to do all the stuff. crazy. buy me a beer, um, and we can shoot the shit and have 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 a good time when I hang him up. Well, if you're over the DC area, man, we'll, we'll do that anyways. Yeah. I'll be I'll be up there at some point. I don't okay. know when, though. You Let us know. I'll, I'll let, let you know.
0: know. I'll, 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 Monk's barbecue on me. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you're going to get something good. But uh, just, just because I know you, you brought it up, Steve. So they started keeping sacks in 1982, right? Pro football reference went back and they've done all the sacks back to, I think, 1960, because that's, how I think they have all NFL games recorded. So they've gone back and recorded everybody's sacks. Easy digging there. Well, hold on. Dexter Manley, ninety-seven sacks with this team. He's still second to Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. No, at first either. I didn't. I didn't I know, know that. that. I didn't believe it either. I was like, "Wait a minute!" But then I went back and saw because the only year eighty-one was his rookie year, so he only has one year of sacks. And in his rookie year, he only had six. So That puts him from ninety-one to ninety-seven. So he actually, so Kerrigan actually has the legitimate. Uh, sack t- uh, record for the team. That's um, look at so, that,
2: statistician over there.
0: Hey, look, I looked this stuff up because you know we all know there's three kinds of lies. There's well, they lies have Dexter really at
1: 103.5. and then they have Kerrigan at, at least I'm looking at pro football. Right, they you're have, looking
0: at career though. He He's had career he he had, had with the team. Sacks with Tampa. Right. Okay, okay. That's what sorry, I, that's what I'm outside. Saying. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got
1: gotcha. you with the
0: team. So you okay. gotta look. You gotta look at. What he did here. Yep. Yeah, he had more sacks than Kerrigan, but they weren't all here. He had six yeah. and a half with his one year in Tampa. Hmm. It's like um, uh he's
2: like uh eh, it's like a man. That, that's yep. slick. That's like a that's like a, a win a bet question right there. Yep, That's a win a bet question. Marcus said, see you guys later. What is your podcast, Andy, so
1: I can promote it. I'll type it oh, in the man. chat.
2: But Appreciate it, man. Yeah, the believe in commanders, man. Believe in commanders spelled that
1: way: B L E A V. Yeah, commander. Sorry.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and you talk about the quiet storm voice. I got a kid sleeping upstairs right here, yeah. so I don't want to be too too high. you know
0: it's what I mean.
2: But yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a more of a chilled out dude anyway. It's been a there long day long good long day. day
1: well we, we appreciate your time and, and coming on and, and talk football as always it's it's the pleasure is all, all all on this side and uh we want to thank everyone for joining tonight marcus ricardo jimmy Yaman in japan um Chaguns, thanks for popping in and, and causing the ruckus with dev and lamar jackson like like you always do um <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks all for tuning in anthony we we love you man it's always a pleasure um and uh, if you ever shades, want us to come man. on your your joint, man, just just hit us up. You know, you know, we'll be there. Put the shades on. Smooth, <laughs> smooth transition on the way out. Yeah. And, um, but you know, on this show, we always like to give our shout outs on the way out. So, Anthony, you got any shout outs for for anyone, anywhere
2: you want to give? Oh man, I wasn't ready for that. But okay. You know what? I'll say. I'll give. I'm gonna give a little love, uh, Mr. Andy Burroughs I'll give him a little yeah. shout out. Uh, yeah, I've seen him on Twitter, and I've followed him, and I think he's one of the furthest away uh, Washington fans, and he had said something, he's like, man, you know, everybody stateside, um, y'all y'all don't know how nice you got it to be able to like go go to camp and things like that, so uh, Commanders, get that man a flight, yeah. bring him in, bring him to a game or something, I think he'll, he's he'll coming be here to week a game, he's, so. coming,
1: he's coming week one there you go UK coming week one that's that that's gonna be
2: that'll be fun right there man but no shout out to him shout out to shout out to all the Washington fans holding it down man I appreciate y'all all All right Phil you got anybody in particular
0: I want to say shout out to every single player at camp trying to make this team trying to bring success to this franchise trying to bring us back shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Lee says Jazzy Jeff <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun AF yeah Jimmy yeah, uh, and shout out to everybody I'm going to see Saturday at the live practice at FedEx yeah. Field I will see be there. there Steve will be there if you're going to be there let us know so we can try to find you um, I'm still trying to figure out I mean are we parking for free too we got free, pay for free
1: parking not tailgate. It? It's, it's free parking it's free
0: parking oh good job dan thank you it's a, ra- <laughs> it's a rare it's a practice though can you charge parking hey i had
3: to i
1: had to pay to park in richmond yeah we'll see you there <laughs> ricardo we will see you there dev what I you got it. man
3: uh shout out to Aaron Coven. i love you bro i'm just joking these is jokes bro these is jokes
0: <laughs>
1: he gonna kick your ass still yeah, he is. One day he's going to show up on your doorstep at Kentucky.
3: Don't do that. This is Kentucky.
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah. y'all, y'all live on a different level down there. Yeah,
3: we got we we <laughs> concealed carry is illegal here, buddy.
1: That's right. Hey, shout out to everyone who, like I said earlier, who joined the chat. Shout out to Anthony. Thank you for joining us. Uh, shout out to you and your family down in Texas. How's
2: Errol doing? How, how's the youngest one, Manny, doing good? He's good, man. He's he's trying to figure out the crawling thing. Oh. Um, he's he's he figured out how to go backwards, but yep. he's super mobile. Yeah, like he'll just like kind of keep rolling and he'll eventually be across the room. So definitely got to be on my P's and Q's about what's on the floor because um, he's trying to eat anything that he can get he cut a tooth as well. Uh-oh. So, you know, kind of got a little, little fever, a got- little drool going
3: little bit, a yeah. little bit, you what know. What position so, group are we looking at?
2: Oh, man, they're going to shoot, man. I, I'm going to have some receivers, more than likely. Um, Apollo's taking the golf. Um, okay. Like, literally, dad, want to go to the driving range. I want to go to the driving range. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I want to play more golf. You want to go to the driving range? so we many do
1: golf this. scholarships go unused every year for college. Every yeah.
2: year. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of times um, – I'll see a lot of like girls they they like join the golf team just play golf you get a golf sc- you get a scholarship to the school you want to go to um, so hey, swinging the sticks I'm all about it. My yeah. second Theo he's the one that's like he likes to like throw the ball and like the kick and punch and he does all this stuff so he's probably gonna be like just that athlete they're all gonna be crazy athletic they're very fast like the kid the teachers at their school didn't know that their dad played football and they're like Apollo is so fast. They're like yeah his dad played nfl he's like yeah. oh that makes sense okay like,
3: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> just go check on youtube look at the
3: highlight <laughs> like, tell me like his kids so fat. like oh his dad eats at mcdonald's every day that's what they say to me you know
2: oh like, man you <laughs> know say he was all american in track once man. there you go there you go hey but
1: thank you for joining us man we really appreciate it and um um, shout out to you and and, and brian murphy over there i believe in commanders and um, yeah, man, we, we hope to get you on soon and, and football's back.
0: Commanders yes open indeed. up next
1: on the 13th. They'll be open up at uh, Carolina for their first preseason game at home. And then they got two games on the road uh, for the preseason. And then, man. Come first week of September, we're here. It, it is, it is back. It, it is. a Month away. Oh my goodness! All the fantasy football drafts coming in. I don't know how many leagues you guys are in. I'm in like four so far. I don't think in I can zero. do another one. Good I'm for you, man. man. Good. I'm for a zero. Also, nobody invites me to any oh, leagues. <laughs> I'm just taking a year off. It is taxing it was I'm fan taxing it. i'm going fan uh, the daily fantasy is where it's at that's what you got to get into that's how you i've done do that it. but i think they took it away from us in texas so, so it's state by state laws it's different like here in maryland uh we can't do DraftKings, but we can do Fanduel. it's just the way the way that it works. so yeah i don't know texas is. i don't think texas
2: lets us do either of those which is what? crazy because texas lets you do everything.
3: everything literally <laughs> anything you want to do you can do in texas Except for except (laughs) for
2: except for a few things, and this is not the place for that. But (laughs) it's uh, yes, Yes. I just, I I, just, I I, I got you. I got you. You know, it's like leave us alone. Yeah, you don't. You can't do that. Like I got you. So I don't know. I don't know. All
1: right. thank you for watching everyone uh, as always please like and subscribe and share on YouTube go check out Anthony's uh, podcast Leaving Commanders yeah. over there with Brian Murphy and uh, we love you bro thanks for joining man and we'll, we'll catch you next time stick around for just a second we'll, we'll, talk, we'll chat for this absolutely as always peace